from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This, this is a podcast where Jeff and I gather our dark energies. We meet yep. at Final Destination. We both yep. are dressed as foxes. There are no items. Yes. There are no items. But... The- oh, wait, actually, I did leave on the Megat, the super tomato. Oh, that's, that's the I- worst. I'm sorry. I, I hit the button before I hit start. It's, uh, it will just... Oh, time? If one you said it's a time, just- not stock? What? Oh, uh, do we do we want to back out? Or, I'm, no, we're gonna have no. to repick the level. Wait, wait. character. Master hand is here. What did you even uh, turn on? I I didn't even know that that was an option. I'll be honest. Oh. I, I think the game might just be glitching out. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to blow into the cartridge. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, welcome to all my fantasy children, where a master hand grabs a ham or something. We blow into a cartridge. Wait, no, I got it. We take the cartridge. Yeah. We take th- the game is called uh, Super Ham Brothers. That's right. us. We're the Super Ham Brothers. The- Welcome to Super Ham Brothers, where Jeff and I are two wizard plumbers. The clog is always dark magical ham blocking a toilet, and we have to go through like a hundred levels, beat all these castles. But all that is just a metaphor for Jeff and I unclogging Taking a toilet. Your- Taking your prompts and turning them into role-playing game characters. <laughs> hey gamers, welcome to the Super <laughs> Ham for the speed run. Oh, We're shit. gonna run through this right game real quick. Yeah, welcome to the Super Ham Speed Super Ham Brothers speed run. This is gonna take about forty minutes, hopefully, but that's not bad. Yeah, right. That's uh, that's pretty good. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cutscenes we can't skip through, so forty <laughs> minutes is pretty good. Welcome to Super Ham Brothers. We're going to take a fantasy character prompt from listeners like you, and we're going to turn it into a tabletop character, because that's what we do on Super Ham Brothers. And that's how you unclog the ham toilet. Aaron, do you have a prompt this week to yes! get us the hell out of this bit? Oh, rock- <laughs> a prompt this week comes from Richard K.L., Recruits Landry at Twitter. The prompt is, a rock and roll gnome who died in a pyrotechnic display and has returned as a ghost. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. So, um, well, first and foremost, I wanted to take a moment to talk about gnomes, because we haven't talked about gnomes on air yet. Uh, yeah, I'm wiping my tears. <laughs> but yes, no, we have not. Because we had uh, our lore discussion on Discord. Yes. Another reason you should join the All My Fantasy Children Discord. Yeah. Plug, plug, nailed it. We had our lore discussion, and gnomes came up. Somebody asked the question of, are there gnomes? And... We sort of had a whole discussion about it that I was really kind of interested, and I figured this is a good place to sort of put it in and and share it with the community at large. Yes. The story behind Gnomes is, uh, it takes place, it's sort of after the, after Iron, the Battle of Iron Hill, when humans have sort of, when humans, after Tia and Amy have sort of created humans, and so you have the Draco humans and the humans, all of the cultures are kind of spreading together and and intermingling. Mm Mm-hmm. And so particularly in your big cities, your Purethra guilds, your grasshopper cities, your moon crescents, like the big cities in particular, you're getting a lot of like people from cultures that are very far away coming together, intermarrying, like, so you have a lot of people that feel like they don't really belong in either space. Yes. And so Gnome becomes sort of a cultural descriptor 
of sort of a a sort of well, if we, you know, if I'm if I don't quite feel like a dwarf or an elf, why don't I just make a culture that sort of combines the parts that I'm passionate about of both of those? And it's a, and it becomes a cultural term for any sort of people of two disparate cultures coming together and sort of a celebration of that of the best of both worlds. Yes. So to speak. Like an example would be Slip Willis is then a gnome, yes? Yes. Yes. Slip Willis is is a is a great example of a gnome. And it's sort of the idea is it's it's a it's celebrated in fantasy as hey you're you've you've you sort of embody the world that we live in now where cultures have come together. Yes, you are the embodiment of two different cultures meeting, uh, sharing love for one another, and you are the product of that love, and that is something to be celebrated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that you're the you're the Marvel versus Capcom two two worlds collide, and you are that. You are the product of that, and it's lovely. And you're the greatest video game of all time, and yeah. you're only available on CD version for like $130. Yeah, and Sean, my old roommate from 2006, I know you stole my fucking copy. <laughs> I know it because I beat your ass, and I know you took my copy and replaced it with <laughs> Zombies Ate My Fucking Neighbors. I know it was you, Sean, and if you're listening, fuck you. Anyway, all right, sorry. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I had to <laughs> had to throw in something after like a heartfelt moment. I had to be like, no. by the way, okay. no, I appreciate it. So, yeah. I appreciate it because you know what? Fuck you, Sean. Yeah, exactly. The game is valuable. Exactly. God, it's valuable. I love it so much. Anyway, so so that kind of brings us to yeah, that brings us to our new character. Yes, it brings us to our new character. And let's let's first roll on. Uh, who are their parents? Where do they come from? Sure, great. So why don't you roll on uh, the two d eight on the culture tables from Madeline Hale's. Table fables. I think I'll do that. A seven, which is a halfling. Say, Papa was a halfling. Right. And Mama was an elf. All right. All right. So, I, I, visually speaking, I think that kind of looks like a like a the, like a gnome that you might see in a D and D book. The yes. pointed ears, shorter but not as short as a halfling. Okay, I got a good visual for this character. Give me a give me a D six for pronouns. Animal D six goo four turtle. Okay, so okay, so she's a technician. She's a pyrotechnics technician. She's a rock and roll gnome. Okay, I like that. She's punk rock. That's cool. So you've decided they're a technician. She's a technician. Yeah, because yeah, that's she's, hilarious. I, I think that she's. I think she's making pyrotechnics. Oh, I love that. Okay, so this is a true like. This is like a concert roadie, like true, a rock and roll concert technician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing like leather jet, leather vest with like spikes on it and shit. No oh, sleeves. Yeah. No sleeves. But the t-shirt underneath is definitely a band shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. Like a leather vest and band t-shirt, maybe like blue, like tight jeans with a few tears on them strategically. Fucking combat boots. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, combat yeah, boots. Yeah, like this is badass. Oh, yeah. She's, she's cool as... She's cool as hell. All right. So, what is your name? Hmm. Do you want to roll on a table? No, we can do this our fucking selves. Let's name. What's a pyrotechnic gnome? It's an elf and a halfling. Ravenspire. Fuck. That's that's our first name. <laughs> that's her. She's got one name. Ravenspire. So, can we call her Raven or Spire? Yeah. Spire. I think Spire's cool. Spire, but but her name is Ravenspire. Ravenspire. That's really fucking awesome. God damn. Right? Yeah, That's all like right. a cool punk rock name. That is a really cool punk rock. All right, so this is a punk rocker now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always been a punk rocker in my head. Oh, always. So Spire, half elf, half uh, halfling, half, 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 halfling. 
um, is a pyrotechnics technician. So this person knows how to deal with like explosives. Yeah. So she's, I think that, and I think it was, I think she is, um, informally taught. Yeah. I think she kind of just, I think she's self-taught, I guess I mean. I think she kind of like, she just kind of like thought explosions were cool and kind of spent time like learning how to do that. Let's take that a step deeper then. What would right. inspire someone to start experimenting with explosives? Because if you're a pyrotechnics person, like, in our land, it's, like, you know, it's super hard to learn how mm-hmm. to, like, fucking sure. make fireworks. But in this sure. world, what, what inspires someone in fantasy to play with explosives? Um, is this, oh, Jeff, Jeff, a fantasy pyrotechnician is an alchemist. Ooh, yeah. That's fucking, it's true. It's mixing, like, chemical components to make an explosive. This is a fucking punk rock alchemist. Punk rock alchemist. So talk to me about, what is an alchemist? So an alchemist uh, just brews very, like, creates magic through non-magical means. Oh, that's so So creates awesome. potions that are magical through just brewing potions. That's so awesome. So, ooh, okay, okay, okay. So what I'm getting is from the halfling side. Okay, so where where they grow up? Let's let's take it back to their past. Hmm. Where they grow where up? They... Let's just roll. Let's roll on a what is it? A D, not Iron Hill. So Moon Crescent, uh, Geode, and let's roll on a D six, and we'll take we'll do the half yeah. again. Two. So they grew up in what? Is that Purithra Guild? Moon Crescent. That's Moon Crescent. Okay. Yeah, we'll say. Oh, yeah, I think that I, I like that being Purithra Guild. Yeah. Because actually, no, actually, I got I'm thinking it. Thinking like gathering plants it. and stuff, right? Is that where you're heading? Now I got it. All right. No, I got hit it. Me, I hit got me, it. Hit I got me. it. I got it. I got it. They grew up in truth. Oh, do tell. So they grew up in Grasshopper City into truth. That sort of age of conflict, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, danger in the air. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think, oh, no, I got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grew up in Grasshopper City as Justice Judicator was, like, coming up. Changing shit. But still in that era of turmoil. And and so there's an underground punk rock movement in Grasshopper City at the same time. Of people being like, because they're in an, they're in an oppressive regime, which means that there's a there's a punk movement that sort of pops up as like fuck you. Yeah, the counterculture, the counterculture rebellion, especially in the time yeah. of like conservative bug worshippers, there's going to be like the fuck you. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah. So there are people that didn't align with the Mystery Knights or the Grasshopper or the the Order of the Locust that are just like yeah fuck you like that like whatever. Yeah. So I think she falls in with that crowd real early and just kind of like hangs out with them for a while. Like, it just grows up among this, like, punk rock, anti-authority atmosphere, kind of on the outskirts of the city. I fucking love this. I love this. Oh, okay, so what were the parents? Are the parents with her? Um, I think she lives with her parents. Yeah. Well, I'm talking back in the, I'm talking back in the day. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, growing up during the Grasshopper City days, I think she lived with her parents. Okay. But spent a lot of time away from them. She was a delinquent, you know, spending nights out. Cool. I like this a lot. So spent her teen years as like a teenage delinquent in Grasshopper City. Yeah. And now Truth, the city of Truth is founded uh, under mm-hmm. Justice Judicator and the, was it not the Justice, the Knights of Justice. Yep. And now it's like more orderly. Is it, is Truth more of like a peaceful place? Yeah, I think really so. Really welcoming think, area? Yeah, I think it kind of, it reforms quickly and becomes a welcoming place she doesn't she still doesn't fit in yeah 
Like, she still... So she doesn't really fit in now because there's not really a place for a punk movement. Or rather, punk kind of enters into that second phase of sort of a little bit more corporate and a little bit more pop punk. Ooh, okay, I, I have something then. Okay, Go so if someone... Uh, so if things give... If punk bands and truth start selling out, right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who are trying to hold on to the old ways. And the mm-hmm. old ways of punk music in truth or in Grasshopper City was like what we would think of as like 80s hair metal, like huge confetti cannons and fire and pyrotechnics and grandiose. And I think the only way that they did that back then, well, just in general, uh, without if, hmm. Yeah, because if you're not using magic, then you have to make magic. And so it was sort of like the punk rock movement was also this alchemical, like you go out and you, with your punk band, (laughs) your punk band cronies, the delinquents will go out into like the woods, like gathering material components to Mm -hmm. make fire Mm -hmm. spells and to make like glitter Mm -hmm. bombs. And so this is just, she's actually just like uh, a scholar retaining to the old fashioned alchemical ways of punk rock music and truth. This is someone who's like holding on to a tradition. Uh, uh, hmm, I thought of something you got? Uh, that I'm very excited about. Uh, I everything you're saying is exactly right, but I think we can take it further. How how can we do that? I think the punk rock movement is ultimately a scholarly movement preserving an older way of being, but I think that it goes back much further than that. Well, how so? I think it goes back to the original punk rock movement of fantasy. Go on, dragon. <laughs> Is he actually just making EDM? I think, well, I think it's like they're they're capturing the culture of like the early dragon punk rock or dragon like bands. So like, That's why there's they're a lot band of fire. gangs. Yeah, there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of like battles of the bands that are battles. Ooh. And it's, and that's why, that's why there's pyrotechnics is because it's this big, you know, showdown of the bands and there's fireworks going off and they're going to. And it's also like this simulation of like bands actually fighting. So like they're not yeah. actually fighting, but it's like you. Ooh, it's also like, uh, so they have the battle of the bands and it's like, which music was better, but also like which py- which display is better is part of the battle. So it's sort of, yeah. it's like a dance off slash sing off slash like rock off where like yeah the person with the best display as well as rock band wins so like you're a vital component oh yeah so, like the pyrotechnics people the alchemists are like a very vital component to these uh what do you want to call them dragon battles um yeah, dragon battles is a good these fucking yeah, yeah these dragon battles that happen in underground grasshopper city and now that I mean, now it's gone way too commercial because it's like it, there's no need for like a rebellion anymore. There's no need for the music of revolution because it already happened. And so it, right. it's become like really corny. They're using just magic and it's not the same. There's not that grit that true mm-hmm. dragon battles are supposed to have with using alchemists. And I, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think what, what's an important part of what we're getting to. Oh, what's this person's name, by the way? Oh, no, it's fucking Spire. Spire. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Spire, I think an important part of what we're getting at is this person's trying to bring back these dragon battles, right? Yeah. Uh, The need for bigger and better displays to, like, they're not trying to build up attention anymore or preserve these old ways. I think it's it's getting harder and harder to do. So what I think is the people who are getting involved in dragon battles, they're just not the same kind of people as they used to be, man. They're like fucking sellouts, and they're not as skilled alchemists. And I think... Due to, like, someone's lack of preparation and, like, lack of skill in alchemy, that's what mm-hmm. kills Spire. Because Spire dies. See, I actually, 
Yeah, I actually an idea long. Okay, yeah, no, no, I think no, no, that's exactly no. I, but right. I don't know what were you thinking? What were you thinking? What I was thinking was along those lines, like the dragon battles go corporate and they just get bigger and bigger, and eventually, I well, I think it goes right along with that because I, I I think you're exactly right. The more I think about it, the more I think. Because what I was thinking was, yeah, they get bigger and bigger in corporate and more and more sellouts until... Until what? Until the ultimate sellout rolls into the dragon battles. (laughs) It becomes... Wait! Wait! It's okay, is it... Because we're, of course, talking about the one and only Craig motherfucking Hasbro. It's wizard time, baby! So does wizard have a rock band? Or does wizard start ripping off dragon battles to use as, like, an entrance to his shows? Wizard what, Wizard starts booking... Wizard... Okay, no, it's definitely... Wizard books a series of tour... Like, a tour... <laughs> He's like the Wizard Dragon Battle Tour, oh. and he books it in Dragon Battle Arena. Oh, that's what makes it ruin it. That's what makes it go corporate, Jeff. Is Wizard so, as so many times this happens? Someone with a lot of money, who's usually a rich white douchebag, sees something really countercultury and goes, "I can make a fuck ton of money ripping that off for cheaper and less authenticity." Yeah. And so he goes around like booking <laughs> bullshit dragon battles using magic instead of alchemy. And it put it. It makes the fucking underground culture like really lame. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's that he books. I don't think he book put books full dragon battles. I think he books like the dragon bat, like the dragon bands. Ugh. He make he just books stand up shows and has them scored by a dragon battle <laughs> band. Because <laughs> here's the thing: I've got a real particular image of Wizard's entrance for this tour that I'd like to relay to you right I, now. I've been waiting for this for a long time, actually, because I know that okay. you know entrances with epic music way better than I do. Wizard's Dragon Battle Tour. <laughs> the arena is full and it's silent. It's pitch black. <laughs> Suddenly, from one side of the arena, a spotlight opens on a backstage door, and Wizard bursts through it, running like the fucking Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> And there's a line of fireworks that are going off as he's running behind him. And it's like, pa, pa, pa. And he's, like, jumping up to high-five people in the stands. As, like, just in time, like, he high-fives them. And right before that, a firework goes off. And it's like, yeah, firework. Yeah, and he's running. And he's running. And he hits the stage. And he's like, he's like, you guys want some carrots? And he points to the sky. And fireworks in the shape of carrots burst out in all directions. And he's just pointing and there's carrots and the crowd is losing their minds. And he's like, what about a tomato? <laughs> and he points and a tomato firework explodes. Jeff, Jeff, I know how Spire dies. Spire doesn't work for Wizard. Spire goes to see a show, like sneaks in and is just killed by a poorly done firework. And that's why she haunts Wizard's ass. She haunts wizard. She fucking she torments wizard for the rest of his fucking days as a ghost. Oh god! Oh god! Aaron, this is like Aaron, Scrooge. I got something. <laughs> no, I got something, Aaron. Yeah. So so. Oh god. So she haunts. So because here's the here's the. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, get it together. The idea of wizard being like tormented by the ghost of a punk rock gnome. 
who he doesn't know. And he's like, who, the, who are you? Just leave me alone. <laughs> Come on. Okay. No. Oh, God. Aaron, right. it's so much better. It's so much right. better than Tell we me. could imagine. Give me, give me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are established. Ghosts don't just happen. <laughs> Which means, because so so here's what happens next. Okay. Wizard. Yes. Books this tour. Yeah. But it's not enough. It's never enough. Never. He comes back and he still feels empty inside. <laughs> of course. Which is when which is when he sees his biggest competition and he says, "You know what? Fuck it. I can do that better." Oh. You want necromancy? Stop. We're gonna do wizards necromancy <laughs> hour. <laughs> So we established that necromancy is something you're born with. Wizard's like, fuck that. I'm a powerful mage, man. I can so figure he, this out. He, so what he does is he hires other necromancers. Oh, like them they're in. in the back. Like while he's pretending to do necromancy, there's actually someone doing it for him. Yeah. He is yeah. that douchebag fake medium shit. He comes in, he's like, I'm gonna channel. But every time he tries, it's Spire who just comes in and is like, You fucking killed me, you <laughs> idiot. I can't even snuck into one of your shows, you fucking blew me up. <laughs> and every time he has to shut it down. He's like, I'm gonna channel your loved one right now, and he's gotta look to the back and make sure that they're ready to go and I'm gonna channel your loved one. I'm gonna channel. Fuck you, you murdered me, asshole. Shut it down. The necromancers in the back are like, I'm getting a really strong call from someone named Spire. Let's channel them. And then Spire shows up and is like, fuck you, asshole. This is the worst. Okay, wait a minute. So I can take that a step even further. All right. Wizard is the ultimate piece of shit. Yes. Wizard yes. takes this idea and cashes in on it and calls it like, Wizard like considers this wizard's sidekick and is like, oh, we're flipping the whole show on its head where I get insulted because he's an insult comic. I get insulted by the ghost of a punk rock gnome for like an hour. And he acts like it's a bit when Spire just stands on stage for like an hour being like, you need to stop. This person's a piece of shit. He's not even using alchemy anymore. He's just using shitty magical tricks. Fuck this guy. And Wizard's like, looks like I'm getting roasted like an artichoke. I don't grow on a tree. Looks like I'm getting spired. He doesn't even call it. Oh, Jeff, I have it. Can I even go even worse? Yeah. So this becomes wizard. Do you know who, uh, do you know who Chris Gaines is? Yeah. Garth Brooks's pop music alter ego. This is when he goes on tour as Craig Hasterberg, where he's like, I'm taking off the wizard persona. This isn't even who I am anymore. And I'm going to sit down and, like, actually give – someone's going to give me a taste of my own medicine. I'm trying to better the career of someone else. And he doesn't tell anyone that Spire is dead. <laughs> he, he just says people think that he's launching someone's career. I'm trying to help someone. This is Craig Hasterberg. We're going to call it Craig Hasterberg and the Flight of the Raven Spire. Where he's just like he's lifting someone up, but he's actually murdered this person and is using he knows it's ghost. He knows. Because he's got a team of necromancers in the back, and every time he's like, oh you God. fucking, every time he goes over to them and he's like, you fucking rewrite it so that she comes out and says that I'm a great comedian and I inspired her. God damn and it. And all the necromancers were like, sure, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, I'm sorry that you know how this power is mysterious. Meanwhile, they're like making all this happen. They're just hearing the actual voice of uh, Ravensbyer. <laughs> Holy shit. Craig Ashberg and the Flight of the Raven. Okay, but let's talk about Raven. 
Let's talk about Raven. Yeah, right, right. This is the fucking funniest, meanest thing in the world. Welcome to Craig Hasterberg <laughs> and Fly of the Raven. I'm going to sit here in this Shea lounge, and I'm just going to get absolutely roasted by my ghost friend. And it's going to like, you know, it's all, in his radio interview, he's like, you know, it's all about like empowering young artists, really. Like, I, I met up with this young artist named Raven Spire, and she really inspired me to like push myself further and see how much further I can go with pyrotechnics, knowing full well he killed her. <laughs> killed her. Oh my God. So my question to you, Aaron, yeah. is rewinding a little yes. bit. Yes. <laughs> Why did... Why did she sneak into that show that night? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't... Let's see. Why would someone who fucking has a deep passion for the alchemy behind pyrotechnics and the show that it can put on after her counterculture band movement has been, like, totally commercialized by this chuckle fuck, why would someone sneak into the show? Ooh, Jeff, I have an idea. Was it to sabotage Wizard? I was thinking that exact thing. I think she so, she came into, like sabotage it so that like she tried to make it so the fireworks didn't go off right Ooh. oh i got it Hit no me. i got something real good she snuck in that night to to you know sabotage the whole thing so that instead of carrots they were dicks and it's a whole <laughs> thing <laughs> no she just tried no jeff take it one step further she tried to kill wizard i don't know if she's that malicious okay okay all right then i'll take it back <laughs> I thought it would be like she tried to like rig an explosive to like burn him or something. No, because I've got something much more tragic. Okay. I think she went in to just do like a silly prank. But she got in and saw that like the people that Wizard had hired were shoddy. Oh no. And so the fireworks were just gonna burn down the arena and everyone inside. Did she fucking save the technicians, Jeff? She saves she saves everyone in the arena that night. Oh my but, god. But like she couldn't get she couldn't fix all of them in time. So there's a scene of her, like, fiddling with fireworks, like, well, this one's going to shoot off into the wall, and it's going to light the curtains on. And she's, like, uh, she spends, like, almost the entire show, like, spinning fireworks, making sure that they're not. She accidentally, like, orchestrates his show perfectly, because she's like, he's going to kill somebody. Oh, no. It was it was his first show, Jeff, with Pyro. It was his first show with Pyro. And he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, my God. And so, like, she gets almost all of them, and there's just, but there's, like, one in the middle of the thing that she, like, she, it, like, starts to get ready to go, and she's, she's doing it, and Wizard messes up a cue, and he's like, what about a potato? And, like, the potato thing goes off in her hands, and she's gone. Oh, my God, he starts fucking improving, and that's yeah, what did his stupid riffing. act was when he was riffing, and it triggered a, the vocal cue of Wizard's... What about a potato set off something that was supposed to happen way later in the show and it kills her. And she but she had managed she manages to fix so many of the things that like Wow. Yeah, she manages to fix the rest of them so that like she is the only person that gets hurt that night. Wow. Does anyone know this? I I think I would mm, I would say not. Mm. Or like does she go solo in this operation? I think she went solo. Yeah. But I think there's something interesting there in terms of I'm going to say yes. Okay. But the only people that know are the technicians that were watching the show go off. Oh, yeah, because she had to be like, no, 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 get your fucking hands off that. You don't know what you're doing. You're all going to die. Yeah. And they had and to be like, like, whoa, like whoa. fixing things. And they will. And they were also like the people in the in like the control booth were watching things being like, okay, that's going to go off. Why'd that go off in a different direction? Oh, wait, there are curtains there. That would have, huh. The The production crew in that arena are the only people that know that, like, all of the fireworks went off differently than they were planned, 
And so they're the only people that eventually, like, investigate it and piece together that there was a person in the back who had been killed and who, like, moved all of these things around. And I have something from that that'll link all this together. Okay, all right, so me. the technicians are working in the back, like, all right, ready in Q3. And this this gnome comes in and is like, stop, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, you can't do that. You'll all be killed, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, how do you know? It's like, motherfucker, yeah. I'm an alchemist. And they're like, whoa. They, like you guys still exist like they it's like something that like in the pyrotechnician mm. world is like not practiced anymore like we said this is an old art right. so it's like whoa whoa yeah absolutely take it away are we doing something dangerous so in the tech world she's like a hero of like pyrotechnicians and like the backstage crew this is like the legend of fucking Raven's Raven Spire or this unknown gnome that came in and saved fucking everything with this ancient art of alchemy and like truly taking care and like treating your pyrotechnics with respect instead of just shooting them off. Mm-hmm. And that is why that he has to strip down his show to just Craig, Craig Hasterberg for a little mm-hmm. bit because he can't get pyrotechnicians anymore. They all, they all abandon ship. And also I think that, I think that wizard, doesn't know firsthand that she died along those lines, but I think the technicians make sure to be like, yeah, this is on you. I quit. Shit. And Craig is like, fine, I'll do it. I'll do it differently. I'll still do the show. We're still going on Dragon Tour, and I'll do it myself. And that's why the necromancers are in the back in the control room just fucking him over. And, like, I think this was the first catastrophic loss for Wizard. I, I like that. I like that. Like a lot. the Craig Hasterberg Flight of the Raven Spire was like the was known as like the least successful comedy tour in history. Like he lost mm-hmm. so much money. <gasps> what? I got something. Give me. This is what makes Wizard leave comedy <laughs> and open up fantasy Reddit. Is he that bitter? He's so pissed that he's been abandoned? He, well, he, I mean, his career, his, I mean, oh, it's like, kaput, man. the tour is so bad that he's like, I don't want to, like, I'm not doing this anymore. Cause, cause wizard needs validation. Like he needs constant validation. He's fueled by it. So the fact that this tour goes off poorly, he responds by like, well, I don't, what's the point of doing comedy if people aren't going to come? Oh shit. So then like he gets bitter and, and gets in seclusion and in line with the Craig Hasterberg, like roast me tour. I think it's him being like, I'm going to like, I've been, I've been reading a lot of things and it's been opening my eyes and I think Ugh. that I need to do something to give back. You oh know? my God. He spins the death of this gnome. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're right. Technicians, necromancers, you guys are absolutely right. I need to focus on me and do some self-reflection. I've been reading a lot of stuff and I think I need to share it with the world. I think my true calling is a sage. Ugh. I've been reading a lot of really interesting theories. They don't really have proof, but, like, <laughs> it's important to ask the question. Oh. So maybe I just need to open up a space where people can just, like, ask the question. Oh. oh. Ooh. And I have something nice that after Wizard leaves this industry. So Wizard leaves, right? Right. What is left is out-of-work pyrotechnicians and out-of-work necromancers. Do the necromancers then, ooh, Jeff, they bring back fucking dragon battles. Oh, that's cool. Because because they they can they can conjure fucking Ravenspire to like mm-hmm. teach a new generation of technicians oh, how to so do cool. the ancient art of alchemy because they have the leftover the out of work necromancer technicians and you have these poorly trained wizard technicians and Ravenspire gets summoned by the necromancers to train these new people in a new 
wave of fucking alchemy and dragon battles come fucking back. So it's like commercially viable, but it's like legit and they hold true to the traditions of old. So I think going further than going a step further than that, these necromancers are not only able to conjure a spire, but they are also able to they're also able to conjure because spire's art is so tied into these older dragon traditions they're able to start conjuring they're able to reach back further than ever before because spire's artistic ties are so strong and so spire ultimately becomes the technician for a proper undead dragon edm pop punk dragon battle band oh my god the spirits of actual legit ass dragon pre-war musicians are fucking summoned holy shit so she does the legit she oh i have it it's a really cool like dream fulfilled type thing yeah because she gets to then work with fucking dragon technicians learn Mm -hmm. from them so okay so it's like a chain right this is what's happening so all these dragons and dragon technicians are summoned by necromancers with ravenspire the dragons are teaching the musicians about the true edm and true dragon rock the Mm -hmm. technicians are teaching ravenspire and then she is teaching a new generation of pyrotechnicians this ancient ancient art to preserve Mm -hmm. and pass on holy shit that's really fucking cool and so the question, I guess the, the last question I have before we wrap up and go into the, some tables mm-hmm. is uh, a big question then, a big, like a big emotional question. Yeah, yeah. Does Spire in her ghostly form, does Spire ever meet Shock? That is very, very interesting because Shock would be like a, the rock and roll god. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the legend, like the person who literally and technically, well, they know that she didn't invent it, but brought it to fantasy. It would be yeah. like the Beatles bringing like pop rock to America. Right. Yeah. I think that the Beatles coming to like do it, bringing that into America is a good example. She's like, she's bringing that cultural thing to America or to fantasy. Yes. And she's, so she's like a legend. I I guess she would. If they're going on tour and they're performing and there's like dragon battles are back. I know one motherfucker who would be super interested in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, lifelong dream filled, but beyond the grave. This yeah. is rough. I mean, because it's it sucks that she died, but I think she actually lives a really fulfilling life. Just because we said, like, if a necromancer's focus is strong enough, you can hang out like forever. Yeah, you can like have experiences and like a life and be a, a person, like just as a ghost. Yeah, just you have to be tied to a necromancer or to a necromantic object. Do you think she's tied to an object? Because I think that would make more sense than being like tethered to a person. What do you think? Do you think they give her the Skelly treatment? I think that this is the end. I think that the end of her story is yes. Okay. And I think that she's tied to an object. And she becomes, uh, she, she, she lives eternal as a technician, tied to Shock's guitar. <gasps> oh, it's so cool. Does Shock go back on a fucking tour? Yeah, she gets to be so. Shock's pyrotechnician at the true like revival of Shock and like dragon true dragon EDM music. Shock and her ghost band mm-hmm. is Shock accompanied by fucking ghost dragons. Shock and the spirit dragons, yeah. Shock and the spirit dragons. Oh my god! And it's it, it it's just the the truest like punk rock fantasy would be like playing with like all these dead famous you know mm-hmm. what I mean musicians mm-hmm. and she and oh my god every night Ravenspire gets to like set up her passion of alchemy and these beautiful fucking pyrotechnics and explosions Mm -hmm. with the most legendary, iconic 
dragon musicians that are not Prism because mm-hmm. they turned bad. But yeah. but like Shock and these dead legends come to life and they go on fucking tour with her. That is such a cool fucking like punk rock fantasy. And her traditions of old are brought back to life. This is such a cool story that actually ended up like being full circle and cohesive. Yep. Wait, yep, wait, you put it in the books. Wow. It's the magic of Wizard. It is the magic of Craig Hasterberg, see? Turns out Wizard had real magic all along. Yeah. Holy shit, Craig Hasterberg, you beautiful bastard. You're an awful person, but my God, you make dreams come true more often than not. (laughs) All right, so let's roll on some tables. Yes, please. Guild Artisan, right? Yes. All right, roll me a D8 for a personality trait. Purple D8. Yeah. Eight. I'm well known for my work, and I want to make sure everyone appreciates it. I'm always taken aback when people haven't heard of me. Wow. <laughs> it's really great until that last part. Because I, I think, honestly, it's like, it, it goes without saying, but it's like, uh, this person started this entire thing based on everything going commercial and shitty. So I think that I would tie that to being like, don't you know that I'm the... I do think it goes to her head a little bit, though. I think it's funny <laughs> if it goes to her head a if, if, like, as a ghost, she's like, Raven Spire? Spire? You know, shocking the spirit dragons? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I remember when you were with Wizard. You used to suck. <laughs> oh, no, fuck you. That's not... God <laughs> damn it. Oh, no, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. She's got a reputation. As being tied to <laughs> Wizard? Going on tour with Wizard. Yeah, I remember how you got <laughs> your start, Ravenspire. It was with Wizard. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> no. It says not going to her head. It's just like, no, fuck you. I am one of the founding mothers of fucking Pyro, man. <laughs> yeah, you were on tour with Wizard. That was a really funny show. God, God damn, damn it. it. I'm really mad when people don't recognize me. <laughs> oh, shit. When people don't recognize me for my work and recognize me as the <laughs> spirit that Wizard conjured. You were that, you were that sweet girl who used to roast <laughs> Wizard. I loved that shit. I have all the albums. <laughs> don't please can i have them so i can destroy them <laughs> just god damn it roll me a d6 for an ideal oh, god okay animal d6 bow three frog freedom everyone should be free to pursue his or her own livelihood that's some punk rock bullshit i love it yeah that's man you do you i think that's especially her ideal in the very early days yeah when she was like when she was in grasshopper city because that's kind of i think what pushed her into being a punk to begin yes. with she's like i don't want to I don't want to be part of this fight. Yeah, I don't want to pick sides. I don't want to be a part of this extreme or the other. I'm somewhere in the middle, man. Yeah. I love that. Roll me a d6 for a bond. Right? Three, frog. I owe my guild a great debt for forging me into the person I am today. Oh my, it, Jeff, that is, yes, correct. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it's the only, the guild is these this league of technicians who Yeah, she owes everything. the necromancers that animated her and bound her to Shock's guitar. Yeah. She owes them. She owes them everything. She literally owes them her life. Yeah, and even the pyrotechnicians who, like, accidentally got her blown up, like, this whole existence is due to the fact that she, you know, had some, there were some boobs that couldn't figure out pyro. And just like the fact that there's a new generation of technicians that are passing on her stuff, she owes everything to them. Her legacy is kept. Love it. Love it. Love it. Super love it. Uh, Finally, roll me a d6 for a flaw. Five, Ant. I would kill to acquire a noble title. I think she did acquire a noble title. Yeah, I mean, she has a noble title. And she would kill for it. Or does she want something even greater? I got it. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's a little bit of a complicating note to end on. All right, hit me. I love those. She's huge. She's the technician for the biggest band in the world. Yes. They're on tour. Yep. Everything is great. She's achieved her dream. Okay. But there's some nights 
she looks out that window and she sees that tower <laughs> off in the distance. Yeah. And she thinks and she knows she knows how bad it is for like the world at large that that tower is there. Yeah. That that fantasy Reddit stands stands tall and triumphant. And she's like, God, if I could just take it over, it would be so much better. She would kill for the Lord of Fantasy Reddit because under anybody but Wizard, it might not be the worst place in the world. Can I add on a, can I end on a little cliffhanger for you then? Yeah. We open and in a small office in Iron Hill, Mm -hmm. a letter is placed on a desk. A seal is pecked open by a crow wearing a trench coat. The seal, no sleeves. sleeves. (laughs) The seal has, oh, is that? That's Tia Matt's seal. Peck, 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 peck. Open. It says in Ravenspire's handwriting, I'm in. Let's do this. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, damn! Yeah, man! Taking down Wizard. And I think that's a wrap. Oh, fuck yeah, that's a wrap. Good-ass character. It's a good-ass character. Thank you so much, Richard KL. You are a lovely supporter of the show. Rich, uh, at, at R. Kroots Landry. Sorry if I butchered that. But yeah, thank you so much for your prompt. Uh, that was amazing. Um, if you would like to submit a prompt of your own to the show, there are tons of ways you can do that. The best and most fun way, because we can retweet it and everybody else can see it, is tweet at us using the handle AMFC underscore podcast. You can also uh, use the hashtag fantasy children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Goddamn right. Um, you can also send us an email at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Yup. Uh, feel free to jump into our Discord chat. The link is pinned to our Twitter, so just check us out, yes. AMFC underscore podcast, and you can see our link there. If you love the show, feel free to check out our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. There's lots of cool rewards and cool stuff, like a fun podcast, an extra, like a fun uh, extra we do called All My Fantasy Secrets, where Jeff and I go behind the scenes and talk about the inspiration of some of our bigger episodes and more important episodes. Not more important, yes. you know, just influential episodes. Our, yeah, uh, yeah, we've talked about we've talked about the creation of the show. We've talked about the Purethra Guild trilogy. And I think our next episode, we're talking about Wizard. Talk and about I'm Wizard. real excited. Yeah, so if you want to be a part of that, we would appreciate your support. Uh, it lets us do bigger and better things. Yes. And on the topic of support... um. Yeah, feel free to tell anyone you want. The more people to hear the show, the, the more the merrier. Um, we encourage you to tell a friend. You know, re- social media shoutouts are always grand to help us build our show. Yes. Um, do you have a verbal hug? Hmm. Hmm. No. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. No, we have to have something. No, absolutely. Jeff. You're gonna have a verbal. Um. Um. Wait. Here's my verbal hug. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then fuck that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, I'm doing okay. It's been, there's been some difficulties, like, at work and stuff, but, um, you know, I've got friends, I've got art, I've got, I've got loved ones. The world is broader than the things that have me down. That is a lovely thing. That, it, that, that rings true with almost everybody. Yeah, and, you know... I'm not, I'm not, that's not to imply there are not real problems. Yeah. That's not to imply, you know, there are real problems that require real actionable solutions. But I think there's, I think the value of a support net is, cannot be overstated. No. I think is what, is what I mean to say. I could not agree more. And, you know, listening to the show, I, I, I would like you to know that you've got a support net. Yes. You always have a support net in Jeff and I cradling our arms. As you fall back, Jeff and I will be there. 
with our arms outstretched to catch you in our verbal arms, and we'll talk about some tabletop characters to make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, that's our verbal hug this week. It's a, that's a good verbal it's hug. It's a literal group hug with Jeff and I. Did you feel that? Yeah. Did you feel that squeeze? Did you feel that? That was us giving us a friendly, business-friendly hug. Please, if you report that hug to HR, it will not be well-founded, and it's just going to get tossed out. Yep, yep, yep. Fair. <laughs> Anyway, um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, oh yeah, God, fuck that. This is taking forever. This is a million things, but if you like playing tabletop games, but you only have one friend, Jeff has your solution. <laughs> I do. I do. Because you know what? I've only got one friend in the world, and that's why I did this, Aaron. That's why I started Party of One, which is my podcast about two-player role-playing games. Well, it's because I'm so uncool. <laughs> I dredged up some real shit. Welcome to all my got fantasy hard. drama. It's got, hard as, it's got hard as fuck. No, I have a podcast called Party of One. It is an actual play RPG podcast about two-player role-playing games. Every week I sit down with a guest one-on-one. Uh, this most recent episode, we played... Well, I've got two episodes since uh, that dropped. We have a bonus episode for February, which was Contenders, which is uh, an old-timey uh, boxing game. Yeah. And we also played Star Wars Force and Destiny, which is about four sensitive uh, individuals trying to rise up through the Force without succumbing to the dark side. Where where can they hear this? Uh, they can hear that at SoundCloud.com slash Party of One Podcast. Blah, blah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And until next time, good, good night, night and good, good game. game. Yeah, no, I don't have a rock and roll joke. Fuck it. (laughs) 